Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. In a quick moment, we will be joined by Steve Wiltfong. He is the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. We are going to break down the big event from the weekend, a first-of-its-kind recruiting event, as Oklahoma had several recruits put together a Sooner Summit. We'll go into all the details about that. We will also go in-depth on new commitments for Auburn, Texas, and Michigan State, a trio of schools that made noise over the weekend. Remember, if you're new here, please hit that subscribe button. Please rate us. Please review us if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your recruiting question. You got a chance to get it answered by our team of analysts, including Steve Wiltfong, on an upcoming mailbag episode. Before we get to Steve, let's begin with the kickoff. The news dropped late last week that the NCAA Division I Council had recommended an additional year of eligibility for all fall sports athletes, pending approval, obviously, of the board of directors. Now, the ramifications that that could have on recruiting, uh, we don't know yet, but it's certainly worth monitoring. The next item to look for is whether the NCAA will grant additional scholarships to its member schools. Keep in mind, this won't affect the the five stars, the high four-star prospects, the touted players that these institutions are going after, but it could affect the lower half of a recruiting class, whether or not a school will have enough scholarships to hand out, whether they go and opt for a blue shirt or a gray shirt opportunity. A lot of the players that were hoping to maybe enroll early, get a head start, and possibly see the field as a freshman, well, now the depth chart will be a little bit more stacked. It's going to create another additional roadblock for some of these athletes. And could we be on the verge of maybe more flips if that is the case? Let's say a three-star prospect doesn't have a good understanding of where he stands, maybe on the depth chart or on the scholarship chart. Well, in this scenario, that recruit could possibly take a step back, assess his other options, and maybe find that another school is a better fit for him, given the numbers, given the fact that maybe seniors aren't returning, maybe noticing that he's going to be able to play earlier. So all of this adds another wrinkle to this very weird, very crazy 2021 recruiting cycle. So it's going to be, like I said, another item to keep an eye out for and how that may affect recruiting moving forward. Joining us now is the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. He is Steve Wilfong. Steve, how are you doing, sir? Doing well, Blair. What's going on, brother? Not too bad. I'm enjoying the the perch right now with my LA Dodgers at the top of the MLB rankings. I know you and I like to discuss a little baseball here and there. And uh, your, your Cubs, there might be a, a meeting here in, uh, in, in October. I'm not sure if it's going to be in a bubble, but... But maybe there's some destiny there between the Dodgers and the Cubs. Well, the Cubs came out came out hot 
um, but they are struggling mightily right now. And, and, and Chris Bryant's on the DL, or do they even call it the DL anymore, the injured list? It's, yeah, it's the IL now. Yeah, um, but it's, uh, it's been tough sledding for my Cubbies as of late. Uh, and really, it's been the same. It's been the same song and dance, not much situational hitting. Uh, a lot of batting averages under 250 in the order. Yes, they have guys that can hit the ball over the wall. Uh, they've had some good pitching this year. Um, but uh, I don't know if this team's built to, to win a title. Uh, I don't know if there's enough uh, regular hitting uh, in, in the order uh, for the Cubs to um, be, be a team like yours. Um, and then uh, the Cubs have lost like six or seven or something like this right now. Well, they, they've got the trade deadline to come up too. I, I know obviously that's a new, a new wrinkle here in the shortened season. So maybe they'll, they'll try to go full, full in and, and, and try to maybe make up for some of those losses that they've uh, experienced recently. Yeah, man, I'm more excited for this Indy 500 today. Um, I live in Indianapolis suburbs. I wish I was at the track, but we're going to make the most of it uh, here at the Wiltfong House. But I know the people listening to this show are not listening for our uh, <laughs> well, sp- on IndyCar racing. Yeah, well, speaking of making the most of it, and this is the reason why I wanted you have uh, to have you on the show is to discuss the Sooner Summit. It was basically it's the first of its kind of a, a recruiting event during the pandemic. Uh, organized by Caleb Williams. He's a five-star quarterback that committed Oklahoma. Uh, the Sooners had a, a lot of prospects on campus for unofficial visits. Uh, unfortunately, the coaching staff unable to interact and meet with those players and their families. Uh, but for Caleb Williams to organize this event, it, it really signifies not only the power that he has in, in recruiting as a five-star prospect, as the face of that recruiting class, uh, but also getting creative and making the most of the the current situation. Yeah, I, I, this is the. I think we're going to see some schools mimic this down the road. Um, but uh, Oklahoma, uh, who moves to number one in the Big Twelve recruiting rankings, uh, with the commitment from top two four seven defensive lineman Kelvin Gilliam on Saturday night on CBS Sports HQ. Uh, Kelvin Gilliam uh, adds to an Oklahoma class that's trying to finish in the top ten for a fourth time in five years and we'll touch on Gilliam in a second, but um, Oklahoma has a, a few blue chippers on campus right now with Caleb Williams leading the charge as a lead recruiter. Uh, uh, but they have top two, four, seven offensive lineman Sabian bird uh, out of Duncanville, Texas. I bumped my crystal ball confidence from six to nine last night uh, from this visit. So this visit is moving the needle uh, uh, for, for these elite players, these elite prospects that are on campus. Uh, spending time together. Several of the Oklahoma commits are there, obviously spearheaded by Caleb Williams. Uh, um, but you got uh, Tristan Lay, five-star offensive tackle from Virginia, who flew out with the Williams family on Thursday. I talked with his mom Sunday morning, and, and they were blown away by the trip. And I think Oklahoma was, a, uh, was in a sneaky good spot coming in. Uh, they're right there at the top alongside LSU uh, uh, for Tristan Lay with Ohio State, also trying to make a move here. Uh, uh, but there was a big visit for Tristan to see Norman for the first time. And his mom, his little brother, was offered by Oklahoma uh, during a Zoom call Saturday. Uh, but they, they ate a lot of meals in Oklahoma. They saw the whole campus. They got to hang out together and, and get a vibe for uh, some of the guys you would play with. 
in, in college. Uh, Oklahoma's coaching staff has already been doing a great job with Sabian Bird and, and Tristan Lay. Offensive line coach Bill Beatenbaugh has proven to be one of the best offensive line coaches in co college football. You have to put them in the top three with the, what Oklahoma's done in the NFL draft at the position over the last uh, five or six, six years. Uh, um, and, and so Oklahoma's in a great spot for those two, along with Bryce Foster, who was not able to make it the number four offensive guard in the 24-7 sports composite. Oklahoma could theoretically add all three of those guys. Five-star running back Kamar Wheaton was there. I spoke with him on Saturday night. He came up there with his one of his coaches uh, from uh, his Lakeview Centennial High School in, in Texas. And, and, and Kamar visited Oklahoma in the spring, so he got a chance to spend time with DeMarco Murray and Lincoln Riley and all those guys in person when he visited back then. I got a chance to reconnect with some of the recruits he met at maybe Future 50 uh, or, or meet some guys for the first time. Uh, but he got to play some catch with Caleb Williams and, and – uh, uh, hang out with those guys and, and he said that was a visit that helped Oklahoma as well as they battle at Alabama LSU and, and, and Texas Kamara those were the schools that he said he's looking at the most which is what we've been what we've been riding but uh, this is a this is a this could end up being a pivotal weekend for Blair uh, a pivotal weekend for Oklahoma Blair uh, this cycle if they're able to close a, a couple more of these guys uh, that, that that came to campus for the Sooner Summit and I just love the way Oklahoma's recruiting on defense. Um, you know, I, I wrote yesterday uh, that Caleb Williams and Mario Williams and Cody Jackson, some of the elite guys in their class or, or the, the jewels of their class, um, they maintain the standard of what we've seen in Oklahoma. But that we're talking about a quarterback and, and two wide receivers, and, and we know that Oklahoma is going to be great on offense. They have top draft choices at quarterback. Uh, in the backfield and, and, and at wide out and, and on the offensive line. So those are guys that maintain it. Getting guys like Kelvin Gilliam, that's elevating the standard. Maybe getting those final steps closer to a crystal ball. Kelvin Gilliam is more athletic than just about every defensive lineman on, on Oklahoma's roster right now. And he adds to a terrific group in the front seven, Blair. Clayton Smith, 40 tackles for loss, 20 sacks, eight forced fumbles for Texarkana High as a junior, and also turned 10 receptions into six touchdowns and spot duty on offense. Just an excellent football player. Ethan Downs was a guy that I saw at the All-America Combine two Januaries ago, where at six foot four, 240 pounds, he was one of the more physically impressive guys in that group a year younger. He's only gotten stronger since then. He's, he's another dominant two-way guy for Weatherford, Oklahoma. Uh, caught seven touchdown passes, had seven sacks last year. When he's a full-time defender, I think the sky will be the limit. And then Nathan Rollins-Kabong is a guy that I think you know a lot about. 74, or, or excuse me, over a quarter of his 74 tackles went for loss last year. He's Six foot seven, two forties, a bona fide Division One basketball recruit. He's going to play both in Norman, but no telling what he grows into once he hits their strength program. His ceiling may just be the highest of any prospects at the site with Oklahoma in 2021, and that includes Caleb Williams and uh, those those two receivers. Uh, he, he's just got a ton of athleticism to him. And then Danny Stutzman, uh, he comes from good pedigree. His dad played uh, major college football. 93, he stuffed the box score, 93 tackles, 17 for loss, four force fumbles, three sacks as a junior, also caught 12 touchdowns, just a sideline-to-sideline -side tone setter, uh, a hard hitter that can change direction and make plays. I, 
I think that Oklahoma is recruiting defense at a, at a level that we haven't seen at least in the last decade. And, and they could still go out and land Jeremiah Scooby Williams uh, to close this thing out. It may be tough to pull him out of SEC country, uh, but this class is already terrific for Coach Riley, Coach Grinch and company. Yeah, and it's very important, obviously, on the defensive side of the ball. Like you mentioned, we already know what Oklahoma is on offense. We know that that they will produce. We know that that offense is good enough to get them to the college football playoff. Now they need a, a renaissance of sorts on the defensive side. Maybe uh, add a bit more playmakers, uh, add a different dimension to that team that once they start matching up against some of these other conference winners in the playoff, uh, they can take them to the next home. So obviously they are uh, addressing that in recruiting. I wanted to get back to the Sooner Summit because you mentioned something very interesting there. Uh, the fact that you feel that other, other college programs might start to mimic this. Now, I, I know Caleb Williams was putting an itinerary together for some of these recruits. Since coaches aren't able to meet with players and there's no in-person contact allowed since we are technically in a recruiting dead period through the end of September. I know that uh, obviously these recruits have to know which places on campus to hit, uh, where to eat, what to see, you know, how to get into the stadium, all that sort of stuff. Uh, how important do you think this is going to be for some of these programs that are, are trying to combat uh, what Oklahoma has now started to do and, and to really kind of continue some of the momentum that maybe they built in, in the spring. Well, with great organization, you can get your top targets to campus for a weekend together. And a lot of times these guys want to play with, with, with people they know and, and people they formed a relationship with and peer recruiting is as big as ever. And it's easy for these guys to connect through various social media outlets and their friends. And, and uh, so uh, and, and then obviously, if you're committed to a school, you know the hot spots in the area to, to put together a, a great trip. And Oklahoma was able to execute that. And I'm curious to see who does it next. And for Oklahoma, I mean, they're a program that, that uh, uh, they only have um, 14 commits right now. So compared to other programs, their list of their, their spots, they have more spots. So this weekend was going to have more juice for them just for the sense of how much more room they have in their class, where you look at some of these other schools at the top of the 24-7 sports composite team rankings, they, they um, are, are only looking to fill one or two spots, you know, just a handful of spots down the stretch. So uh, I think compounded with the fact that Oklahoma has so much room left and we're able to get Jaleel Farouk, the two offensive linemen, Sabian Bird and, and uh, Tristan Lay and, and, and Kamar Wheaton, uh, and I know they got some young kids. I'll be curious to see how, how schools do it with maybe getting a bunch of 2022s on campus together uh, uh, just for kind of an introduction to, you know, state you or tech you or, or you, know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and we know how impactful junior days are, right? When, when a lot of juniors get together and they start thinking about potentially committing to a program down the road, uh, a lot of those 2022s are now juniors or they're going into their junior year. So it's going to be very interesting to monitor, like you said, who does this next, who mimics what Oklahoma was just able to accomplish this past weekend. You are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. We'll be right back with much more. 
Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo, joined by Steve Wiltfong. He is the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on, you can follow him on Twitter. Search for Steve Wiltfong. Steve, Kel- Kelvin Will- Will- Gilliam was not the only commitment of the weekend that was very noteworthy and, and not the only one on CBS Sports HQ. We had Amari Harvey, a four-star safety from the state of Florida, commit to Auburn. What do you make of the Tigers getting Harvey, and what do you think this does for, for that coaching staff as they continue to, to press forward as the season approaches? Well, Auburn moves to number 18 in the 24-7 sports composite team recruiting rankings. They had a top 10 class last year, uh, so trying to get back up into that air this year. But uh, the secondary is really a, a position in need uh, for, for Auburn as well, as they're pretty veteran back there. They signed some really good ones last year, uh, Eric Reed and, and Chris Thompson Jr. at the safety position. They signed Juco Corner. Marco Domio, those were all four stars. And then they signed a, a guy that I think could maybe be the next Bob Sanders and Ladarius Tennyson with the style of play he has and just how big a hitter he is. And, and he's built like Bob Sanders, just a, a, lot, of, a lot of punch and power in, in his smaller, smaller build. But they need to continue to load up in the secondary. And Amari Harvey is one of the best two-way players in the Sunshine State. Caught 40 passes for 642 yards and seven touchdowns as a junior. Had 94 tackles on defense. Uh, picked off six passes. Had 122 tackles as a sophomore. So that tells me he's around the ball a lot. Just an instinctive playmaker who's not afraid to go down and hit somebody. And, and Amari Harvey's got some versatility to him. He can cover. He's a guy where you can change your defense without changing your personnel. And so a nice pickup for Auburn. Texas also went back into the quarterback well, and they got Charles Wright. He's right in, in their own backyard, Austin High School, about 6'1", 195, a three-star prospect both in the 24-7 sports rankings and in the composite. And it's significant because they had just lost a, a quarterback commitment from Jalen Milrow, uh, who flipped to Alabama, obviously on the heels of, of them landing Quinn Ewers. Uh, but, you know, I know a lot of prospects or, or maybe a lot of uh, recruits would, would not commit to a program after they just landed maybe the, the arguably the number one prospect in the country, which Ewers is in the 2022 class. Uh, but, it, but it seems like Charles Wright, uh, you know, it was kind of a hometown school, a dream school growing up. Uh, and, you know, although maybe some might consider him a stopgap, you know, between the 2022 class and, and the current class. Um, you know, this is a, a pretty big one for, for Texas to be able to 
you know, get another player that, that wants to be there and get another quarterback in that, in that room. It was a nice pivot for Texas. This isn't, they didn't flip him from a mid major or dig him up as their only offer. He was committed to Iowa state. Yes. He wasn't highly recruited, uh, but Matt Campbell and that coaching staff has proven that they've been able to really maximize things in Ames, and, and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country under center right now in, in Brock Purdy, who wasn't high, heavily recruited at all when they were all in on him. If I remember, you remember that? I mean, he Brock yep. he ended up having big offers, but Iowa State was out in front, right? Yeah, they were. Iowa State identified him early. They were on him early. They went out and saw him during the spring evaluation period. And even though a lot of new programs entered the picture really late, in, including Alabama and in, including Cal, a few others that, that have maybe some more quarterback history, Iowa State really showed that they have the eye for that quarterback. So you're, you're spot on there with, with Coach Campbell. Sure. And with Charles Wright, they had him in camp. And uh, Iowa State was in on some other quarterbacks too early. Uh, including Ty Thompson. I mean, they were doing a good job with Ty Thompson. I'm not saying they would have got him. Ty Thompson obviously committed to Oregon. Uh, but uh, Iowa State was in, in his lead group early on as well. But they get a commitment from Charles Wright, who they identified early, had in their own camp, and uh, uh, recruited. And, and, and now, if you're Texas, you're probably not going to be – at the very least, you're not going to be haunted by Charles Wright, uh, who's from Austin, who goes to Iowa State and and maybe has a couple 300, 400-yard passing games against you down the road. And I feel like Texas is uh, just, you know, based on location alone, there's so many good quarterbacks that come out of the Lone Star State that, you know, we've seen Texas uh, up until recently uh, run out a quarterback that's been under, uh, you know, hasn't been up to, to par, and, and, they, and then they get shredded by a, a kid that's from Texas that they didn't even offer. And that's not going to happen with Charles Wright. And Texas's quarterback room is, is – is in great shape right now with Sam Ellinger, one of the best in college football. Uh, and then, you know, um, coming down the pipeline, you have Hudson Card and Jaquindon Jackson, uh, who, who were heavily recruited last year, and, and then Quinn Ewers coming in a couple of years. But Charles Wright's not coming to Austin to carry anyone's briefcase. I use that quote because uh, that's what uh, Ian Book's uh, family said to me when he committed to Notre Dame as a <laughs> star uh, from California, and that was when – Notre Dame had, you know, a, a very promising quarterback room at, at the time. Um, and and uh, Ian Book has is, is obviously gone on to be what will be a three-year starter. Uh, Charles Wright, uh, it, it seems coming in, his road to the starting lineup will be a little tougher uh, than Ian's. But, you know, talking to his quarterback coach, Jeff Blake, who's, who's worked with him for a long time. Jeff Blake played in the NFL for many years out of East Carolina. Now, he said that if, if Charles was at a school that was a state contender, he'd have 30 offers. And obviously, he's partial to the guy, uh, but but uh, he's an underdog himself or was an underdog himself. And, you know, over the last two seasons, he's thrown for over 5,000 yards, thrown for 53 touchdowns, added eight rushing scores, and he's playing against the West Lakes in the, in the Lake Travises. And he does have a skill set. And, and this isn't a guy that's just a, a program guy uh, that you know is going to be in the program for four years. But he's a guy that at the very least is going to push the quarterback room and have it at, at a standard where, you know, you're going to have to be pretty damn good if you're playing over over uh, uh, Charles Wright. Steve, before we let you go, one other big commitment that happened over the weekend, uh, and that was Michigan State landing their, their top-rated commit in the class. 
out of uh, out of the state of New Jersey, Montvale, uh, to be exact, St. Joseph Regional High School. He's four-star offensive guard, Gino Vandemark. Uh, now, the Spartans are, are number 13 uh, among the Big Ten schools, so Mel Tucker not off to, I guess, a hot start, and I know Alan True, uh, the, the national analyst who covers the uh, the, the, the area and the Big Ten, he, he was discussing that and saying that the pandemic has hit Michigan State hard because this is a new coaching staff that was trying to make a, a, an impact and, and try to make an impression on recruits. But obviously the, the current circumstances haven't allowed recruits to visit. There hasn't been in-person meetings. You know, this is usually the, the honeymoon period per se for a coaching staff. Um, but they, they strike gold here with Gino Vandermark, who, who, like I said, becomes their number one rated recruit in the class. Yeah, and Gino Vandemark visited Michigan State last week on his own. It wasn't a Sooner Summit type visit, uh, but we've seen prospects uh, all over the country taking visits and and, and going out and seeing these schools by themselves uh, um, unofficially uh, without college coaches showing them around, and and Gino did that. And he has a great relationship with offensive line coach Chris Kapilovic, who has history at St. Joseph Regional High when he was the offensive line coach at North Carolina. He recruited – uh, a, a very touted offensive lineman and All-American and Tommy Hatton, uh, who is one of the biggest ass kickers I've seen on the prep level, uh, who had some head injuries in, in college and, and had to give up football. But, uh, um, you know, Coach Cap goes out to St. Joseph Regional again and, and, and beats, you know, a lot of schools for, for Gino, who, who uh, has that jersey, uh, um, fits that jersey stereotype of that hard-nosed tough kid and you see it on film uh, uh as as a guy that likes to punish defensive linemen and um as michigan state tries to rebuild some things uh under coach tucker uh and company uh, uh gino vandermark is a guy that kind of fits what michigan state had on the offensive line when they were so successful under coach d'antonio which is that tough hard-nosed kid that doesn't care that you're wearing an Ohio State helmet or a winged Michigan helmet in front of him. Uh, um, he's going to bring that, that, that Spartan dog attitude uh, that, that um, you know, we were accustomed to seeing a few seasons ago, but it's kind of disappeared uh, as Michigan State. What they really need, Blair, not to get sidetracked, but Michigan State is not very dynamic on offense. That's where they've been hurt the most. That's why they've, they've struggled. Uh, as of late under Coach D'Antonio, they don't have difference makers at wide out uh, or, or really in the backfield. They still have a, a, a stout defense, uh, but they're, they, they need pieces on offense. Gino was a good pickup, uh, um, but the, I'd like to see them go out and get some more playmakers at wide out and in, in the backfield. Yeah, and with the season. And, and Gino's teammate, Audric Estime, uh, who's trending to, to them on the crystal ball as well, a four-star running back. Uh, from St. Joe Regional as well. So he'd be a big pickup for Michigan State. Yeah, and with football in the Big Ten being pushed back to early next year, or at least that's the, that's the plan, uh, you know, obviously Mel Tucker and, and that, that staff, they lose their opportunity to wow recruits and to really put a, a product on the field to, to show an example of what their offense could look like. So, uh, you know, with those offensive recruits, with, with them trying to build up the offense, they might even have to wait until, until early next year. Steve, thank you so much for delivering the goods as always. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to Blair a couple times a week, y'all, and and all my colleagues. and, And take care, and I look forward to coming back soon.
All right, Steve. So that's Steve Wilfong. He is the director of recruiting for 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at SWilfong247. For Steve Wilfong, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Catch you guys again next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.